Hey everyone, this is episode 12 of the Food About Town podcast. In this episode, I interviewed Tim Cachette of Avino Restaurant in Brighton. I reviewed Avino in the city paper a couple weeks back, and this is kind of a follow-on to that. Uh, first one of those, and something I hope to repeat more in the future. Um, really had a good time talking to Tim. Uh, his history is very interesting with his time spent at Good Luck, the uh, New York Wine and Culinary Center in Candegua, and just a fun guy to talk to overall. Um, hopefully you have more coming soon. I know I've said that before, but I've got some other people in mind. So stay tuned and hope to see you guys back here soon. Uh, I've also been doing some guest uh, guesting on my brother and sister-in-law's podcast, uh, Alex and Carolyn Show. That's uh, alexcarolynshow.wix.com slash podcast. Uh, it's really interesting and fun, so worth checking out. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And uh, enjoy the podcast. Everybody, I'm here with Tim Cachette of Avino. I got the name right this time. <laughs> Thank you. For some reason, I thought it was something else completely, and I got strange looks from him and, uh, and Janine over there. So, uh, <laughs> and this is the first audience we have. The owner's sitting there in the corner, so making sure we don't say anything unbecoming. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see about that. But uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, so far, so good. So. This is the first time I'm doing a follow-on to one of my reviews. This is my second review in the city paper. Mm -hmm. And I kind of thought it would be interesting to do a follow-on and learn more about the chef because I didn't talk to you while I was here. No, yeah, I was kind of – it was, you know, the second weekend and we had – I was running around and then actually the second time you were in, we we had an off-site party and then uh, it was just a a little bit of craziness. You know, it's – a big adjustment kind of uh, coming in from one month in, you know, a lot of things, a lot of balls are in the air. So. Yeah, it, it turned out to be a little bit awkward timing with the change, but and when it came down to it, I thought it was, con- especially considering it was, what, two weeks in. Yeah, yeah, a lot of changes had to go on in, uh, you know, from, you know, really the first week was a lot of, uh, you know, obviously observation, but uh, really just changing the whole dynamic of what we were you know, in the trajectory of, I think, what we, we want to do here uh, culinarily. And, and I even think just as a restaurant in general, uh, just kind of separating ourselves apart from what's around in the area in Brighton right now. So Yeah, because Brighton's kind of, when it comes down to it, it's a little bit of a wasteland uh, in can, a lot of ways. It can be, and I think there's a lot of the same kind of restaurants uh, kind of catering to the same clientele. And Very I, much so. I, and I think... Uh, you know, the goal is to kind of separate ourselves from that and, uh, and uh, you know, kind of bring in a new audience, but not at the same time alienating the, uh, the audience that's already here. So Yeah, I, that's, I think that's the thing I found interesting. It's hard to explore without talking to you beforehand. Sure, sure. Um, 
it's two weeks in. Right. You had an established menu, and there's there's at least an established clientele of whatever sort it was. Right. How how does that balance work for you coming in from? We'll talk about your background in a little bit. But. Yeah, I mean, uh, coming from from uh, I, I my background is a lot more eclectic uh, of cooking. Um, coming into something that was really just kind of an Italian. Basically, a steakhouse with some Italian food in it. Right, it's it, that's, uh, that's what I had seen from the first year. Exactly, and I kind of had heard there was a change. I'm like, oh, this is this is interesting. I'd right. like to see what's going on. Right, yeah. So, in kind of introducing different, you know, just even different kinds of uh, food and just a different different atmosphere, changing the music or, um, you know, just just making it a little bit more exciting. I think, and I think if, I mean, especially if, I think if the uh, employees and the kitchens excited about what we're doing, and at least culinarily and changing up the wine menu and the drink menu, if we're excited, I think the customer is going to perceive that as well. Absolutely. And they're going to be into it as well, and, I, and hopefully that kind of draws an energy uh, uh, that, that brings in, you know, excites obviously the, the current clientele and, and wants to bring in new people and, and, and check it out too. Yeah, because so. it, seem, it seems like you're trying to carry over some of the favorites. Yeah. And that's at least the menu as I saw it then. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of things. You know, there's, you know, obviously there, there's a steak on the menu, but, you know, you got you to switch it up a little bit. So, you know, we, well, we, you're right. you know, we, we yeah. had a steak and yeah. it was, you know, when a steak's good, all it has to be is right. cooked well, seasoned well. Right. And you can make it interesting with the, the accoutrement. Exactly. You know, we, yeah, we had a bacon, uh, bacon potato hash underneath. Right. And it was really good. Yeah. And it's different than anything I've had with a steak before. Right. And, you know, that's kind of the same thing. It's kind of like taking, like, the filet that we have and, and really taking that a contemporary or, or really kind of like a, a classic, uh, you know, French or, or steakhouse cuisine. But really kind of I was thinking of it almost through, like, a Japanese eyes with a brulee onion, something you would say, like, in pho or anything like that. Sure. And, and having, you know, uh, a red wine sauce, which is very typical and, and I think over overdone. But having notes of uh, of citrus and soy and chili and coriander. Right, in you can take red wine and make it interesting. Exactly, and just tweak and just kind of change the perceptive perception of it just so slightly that it is familiar but interesting and different in a different way. Right, because a fillet. I mean, for someone like me, I, right, I, doesn't I, I never order a fillet. It's it's the it's the white it's the the boneless skinless chicken of of, of steak, of, of steak right. at the end of the day. Exactly, exactly. I, I like a skirt. The skirt right. steak's my favorite. I like beefy. I like. Fatty, like fatty, right. yeah, it doesn't totally. matter. I mean, I, I don't even order ribeyes because it's too much. I like the offcuts. I right. like the I like short ribs. I like right. skirt steaks. I like the things with the most intense flavor you right. can get, and things that take well to seasoning, things that take right. well to interesting flavors. Right, exactly. So that for me, that that makes it more appealing. I'll probably still order a hanger steak, over, <laughs> exactly. Over filet, but still, that that that's nice to hear. Yeah, yeah, and that, I think that's really the trajectory we want to take. You know, obviously, you know, uh, introducing things coming from uh, different now nationalities, coming from uh, North Africa, things that are coming from Asia, things that are coming from Spain, and things. And, and, and a lot of that also is comes from a lot of the traveling that I've done. Uh, you sure. know, in my life too. So you know, I'm. You know, at the end of the day, I always consider myself. You know, you know, we're in Rochester, and there's an abundance and awesome, you know, farms to work for, and awesome Absolutely. stuff right around here, but. You know, you take these experiences, you take the experiences of places you've seen and things you've read about and places you've eaten at, and you basically kind of use yourself as a filter, and what kind of comes out what you have around is, is, is what how you, you, you right. is, what, is what the cooking's going to be at the end of the day. Yeah, so. I think that makes a lot of sense, and it's, it's a great way to translate these things in an approachable way. Right. Some of the flavors don't always translate directly, <laughs> and, you know, some of the more intense, crazy things. Right. But you can take... Um, you know, we had a we had a really good uh, merguez mm-hmm. when we were here. It was very tasty. It was 
it seemed like a really nice portrayal of that. Right. It was approachable. It wasn't crazy intense. Right. But it was it was really good at the same time. Right. And I think that's something, and I, I think, you know, a lot of the clientele that uh, around here probably has never seen anything like that before. I mean, right. I'm... You and probably a lot of other people, maybe in the city, but definitely in major metropolitan areas and people that have traveled, it might not be the most novel thing, but no. I think around here that was kind of like, oh, that's cool, and you know, there's no pork in it, and it's like, oh, it's lamb sausage, and that's kind of flavored a little differently than for a sausage and all that exactly. stuff. Exactly, so. and it, it's it's still simple seasoning. Right. When, you, when it comes down, you can taste the paprika, you can taste yeah. the other stuff. It's it's basic good cooking, and you're right, in a big city, nobody's going to bat an eye at Mercedes. Right, Exactly. I mean, it's but in Brighton, New York, and not to say n- nothing bad about Brighton, New York. No. I mean, like, hey, I, I grew up down the street, and uh, in, not in Brighton, but in Pittsburgh. But I mean, like, you know, some of these people that uh, that might be a little bit new to them, and, and hopefully that doesn't take them out of their comfort zone enough, and they give it a try, and they like it, and then they're going to try something else. So. Exactly. So, menu going forward, mm-hmm. is, are we still going nominally Italian with is uh, it like I mean, a base, or is I it mean, just like rotating to whatever's I think, I, I think suiting it, sh- it at the time? I think it should be kind of, you know, there's, I, you know, I, I worked in Italy for a while, so, um, I mean, I'm always going to be into pastas in, in some regards, but, you know, I think even the gnocchi dish that we have on the menu right now is, I mean, at the end of the day, that's a Spanish dish. Sure. I mean, you know, that's I've, chorizo I've had, and, you exactly. know, goat cheese and orange zest and, and you know, that's... Uh, that that's not what I would consider uh, somebody from you know um, you know Puglia or or Milan would come up with, but uh, you know, but uh, I think anything should be on the table, uh, you know, uh, at, at least through a, a culinary vision of of you know internationally where we're coming from. I don't think there should right. be anything off the table for that. So. Right, international, but making it approachable for exactly. everybody without sacrificing the. I don't want to use the word authentic because right. that word's way overused right now without removing the traditional tastes of things. Exactly. And, you know, and, and, you know it sounds like everybody else seems like you know, probably that you, you probably would interview, but, you know, obviously you got to try and use things that are local and things that are happening, you know, right, right. around here. You know, you don't want to – not, we're not doing asparagus in the middle of February. You're not going to be right. doing, you know, well, you know things thing, like that. Right. So. It's, it's not, that's not a trend. I've heard – Right. I was talking to some other – some of my other friends and they're like, people – Wrote in a review of them where they said it was a trend. Right. Local and farm today. It's, it's what you a, should be doing. It's yeah. not a trend. Yeah. This is reality. Right. This is how you have. This is how you should be cooking. Yeah. If you're not doing it that way, it's kind of like why? Why are you doing it? Yeah. It, it was really funny. A couple of years back, even seven years ago, I think people were kind of patting themselves on the back in, in the restaurant. It was like, you know, we're, we're dealing with local farms. I'm like, you know, that's well, you should be doing that anyway. I mean, you yeah. should be. You shouldn't be, you know, publicizing. Oh, we we deal with local farms and we're no. doing local and, and seasonal ingredients. Well, congratulations. Uh, that's, Absolutely, that's what you should be doing anyway, guys. We're, so we're in one of the great agricultural states of the country. Yeah, and we have even if you just go to the market, if you just go to the to the uh, to the public market, you just go to Brighton, and you or this you know the city markets mm-hmm. doesn't matter. If you walk around and you look at that stuff and you don't, if you're a food person and you're not inspired and you're not finding great ingredients. Right. I mean, what what's what are you doing? Absolutely. With your, what are you doing with your food? And in the, you know, also in, in creating uh, you know a dialogue and a relationship with those farmers and you know uh, butchers, and then that that's that's a huge that's a huge thing. I mean, Absolutely. you know, and then you know they're uh, you know that's that that couldn't be more invaluable uh, for a restaurant or even somebody who cooks at home. You know, 
I always say that. I was like, you know, you're in Wegmans. There's there's a guy back there. He probably was, you know, there was all these clean things back there. that They were actually cutting meat at one point. Maybe yeah. talk to that guy and see what he's got. Yeah. And maybe he's got some cool stuff right, back and that, there. And that's at Wegmans. Yeah, it's at Wegmans. I mean, right. yeah, right. You can go to the market and talk to, you know, Seven Bridges Farm. You exactly. Can go, to, go to the market and talk to, you know, um, Fisher Hill. They got chickens. And they're also selling the livers right there, right. too. I'm like, oh, he's selling the livers. I bought some the other day. They were amazing. Yeah. But you had to take the time and say, "Hey, what do you have interest? Exactly, what, what's going on different?" And, and you know, and maybe he's and maybe that will be the thing that he has that's super awesome and great. It's like you know, these chicken livers are just killer. We just kill. We just you know, we butchered the chickens today. They're super fresh. You got to give these a giant. You know, yeah. and sometimes people are kind of like, "That's not my gig," and that's I don't really dig that. And that's but, okay, and that's cool. But you know, at least you, you started can, you started a conversation about exactly. it. And that's great. And so you can process livers well, right? I had yours here. They were yeah. very good. Oh, thanks. You can process livers and make them more than just. That taste. Right. Because that taste's always going to be there. Yeah, they always say, you know, everybody's like, oh, it's very irony and all that stuff. Well, you know, the, you have an opportunity there to, you know, uh, to, to change up the flavor profile yeah. of it and, uh, you know, uh, make it something a little bit more, you know, I, I, I like it, but, you know, and, and hopefully because I like it <laughs> and then other, other people are going to like it. But, right. you know, making something that's, you know, somebody would maybe feel like, oh, chicken liver is really not, but I'll give it a try and be like, wow, that, that was kind of interesting. Right. That was pretty cool. And, you know, I, maybe it, I'll try that again. Right, because it's like wine and coffee. There's exactly. always a base taste. Right. And just like a lot of things, I mean, beef tastes like beef. It's, it's, a, uh, it's a scale. It's right. how you modify it. It's the little things in the end. Right. So taking a step back to where we sure. were before, um, your background. Yeah. So I heard, I heard about the Good Luck Connection. Yep. Which made me intrigued. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Me. Yeah, I was there for six years. Uh, you know, I learned a lot from those guys. I can't say uh, enough awesome things about them. Um, I worked with Danny... Uh, uh, Martello over at the New York Wine and Culinary Center for two years before that. Okay, yeah, I've been there a couple times. And then uh, he was like, I, I mean, I, I think he, uh, I just came back from overseas and I like, I always tell the story, I was like, I think he was just, he just needed some, he just needed bodies at that point and he hired me and then we were there together for two years and then when he opened up Good Luck, I moved over there with him and we opened oh, up. Oh, they came from there, so he had, yeah, that's the stuff I, yeah, I started getting into food a few years ago, it wasn't that yeah. long. And those are the kind of things I didn't hear about at the time. Yeah, That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't I mean, know it came from there. Yeah, it came from there. And then, um, you know, there for six years and, you know, everybody there, you know, um, you know, Michael and, and, and Chuck, they're just super, super smart guys and super great guys. And I learned a lot from them. And, uh, you know, it was it was a great experience. And, you know, being able to see from the inception of a restaurant that that large and Absolutely. see it grow like that was was an amazing experience. So. Well, and they're they're kind of the trendsetter for a good long time when yeah. it came to, I guess what I'd call that the modern. Yeah, there, there's, there's been a lot of stuff recently about you know the modern menu, right? The modern I don't know what even to call it the, the diverse hip the hip kind of restaurant. Yeah, the hipster kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 yeah exactly. It's a modern menu. Yeah, and when you go to a place like that, you got tungsten lights, you got everything else. Right. That's that's the modern style. Absolutely, and cool cool bar drinks, and you know, yeah. uh, you know, everybody's wearing a vest and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, sure, but you know, and, and that absolutely that you know, and a lot of that came from uh, a lot of traveling at the time. When, you know, uh, in two thousand eight, was a, a lot of traveling to metro, you know, major metropolitan cities and seeing what the trends were there. And, absolutely, and really at the time, I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, I know those guys, and I, you know, I, I know my parents. When I was talking to them, first of all, when they were like, "Oh, what's the name of the restaurant?" I'm like, "It's good luck." They're like, "It's a Chinese restaurant. It's like, terrible, <laughs> terrible." That's exactly what it sounds like. Terrible idea. That yeah. was just a terrible. Uh, uh-huh. But I was like, "No, you really check it out." And I, you know, uh, you know, the beams are all undone and all that stuff. My dad's like, "You know, are they going to fix it? Are they going to clean it up? <laughs> or is anything going to be done here?" 
But uh, it, no, it was you know I think especially Michael had a, a real good vision about uh, the aesthetic of the restaurant and there were really kind of uh, things that that we took from a, that they took from a lot of different places and uh, you know it was a real gamble at the time it was a you know the, uh, the absolutely the uh, I mean six years ago there was nothing like that there was nothing like that it was like you know nothing. that was something that was really kind of going on in New York and you know Rochester and then like the Village Gate and there was nothing going on at the oh, Village no. Gate I was like. Absolutely. Everybody's like, "Why are you going to the village day?" I was like, "Oh, well, well you know, there's almost still nothing going on." Exactly, but you know, but it's it's totally worked out for them. And you know, they like I said, I, uh, you know, a part of it is is obviously always going to be luck. But at the uh, at, at the base of it, you know, those, those guys are super smart and super into what they do, and they're really, you know, they're they're fantastic. So, yeah. uh, uh, you, you know, that's that's the only way. It's not. It can't be blind luck. They they they're hardworking and they're, they're, they're super smart about those things. Yeah, so. and everybody I talk to around, it's that's what they always say. Oh, yeah. They're, they're driven. They have, a, they have a good product. Yeah. The second restaurant's doing really nicely. Yeah, they're not, they're not, they definitely don't rest on their laurels at all. No, um, it was a challenging thing to open a second place in, yeah. a, in an odd location, which, again, right. it was kind of yeah, kind it, of it, the trendy thing. But, you know, take – so I could, you know, talk about trends all day. Mm-hmm. Um, so before the New York and Culinary Center – Wine and culinary. Did you have formal training? Or no, I didn't just... actually. I I, uh, I worked right before that in the Amalfi Coast and down and up in uh, in Venice, mm-hmm. and then before that, I was actually uh, I really catered through my grad school years. I went to school and got a, a, a master's in, in finance and a master's in marketing from St. John Fisher. So uh, totally threw that idea away and uh, <laughs> like not using that at all. Uh, yeah. you know, to chop onions and peel potatoes. But uh-huh, um exactly. But no, it was it, it was it was really cool. You know, before that I had uh, a little bit more of corporate jobs and stuff like that, but I, I always found it um, you know very frustrating. I was uh, I think creatively frustrated with it even though, you know, monetarily it was really cool, but you know, I uh, you know, I would find myself cooking all the time, and you know, it, it, you know, it's the same old thing. You know, we, I, I had a, a grandmother that cooked all the time, and I think you probably heard that story from a lot of chefs. That well, of course, but you know, there's you know, always a matriarch in the background in the in the ether there. Still cool to hear because it's that's real, yeah. And especially somebody without the training, I mean, that that appeals to me. I don't, you know, I, I cook for fun. I'm I'm a cook. I'm not a chef. I don't right. create as much, but I love the flavors, right? And I sacrifice my sleep and time to. Right. Be involved in this because I love it so much. Right, and I I always appreciate it, the people that transition from something else. Yeah, from something and, else. You know, and it wasn't it, it didn't happen overnight. It was it was uh, it, it took definitely some time, and it took uh, working in uh, some really cool places. You know, uh, and and then obviously working for Dan, and you know, he was obviously my mentor for you know for like eight years, and he was you know ex- just super awesome, and you know uh, a wealth of knowledge, and I think we learned a lot. Uh, together at the same time, and I, you know, that that was a uh, it, it was a great experience, and able to go to New York and uh, you know uh, work in stage at different places and just see different viewpoints of, of food, and obviously while I'm there, just being gluttonous and just eating and uh, oh, all yeah. that stuff. But, but, uh, anywhere, but yeah, uh, anywhere notable that you that you did quick uh, stints at? Uh, Del Posto was one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cool. So that was, in, you know, I, I was very fortunate to you know spend a few days with Mark Latner uh, there and. Uh, we did a couple of private dining events with with Mario Batali, so that was really cool. Awesome, very cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and then even going, you know, even when I'm overseas or you know, this even this last, you know, I always kind of weed myself into a kitchen. We were, um, <laughs> you know, last last fall we were we were in Singapore, and I, I oh wow, I I, I I got into the kitchen actually while well, we were in there in Vietnam, and I, I weaseled my way into this kitchen in in Vietnam. <laughs> that was that just sounds like, fantastic. Just this, 
you know, I, you know, it's you know, goofy looking, uh, you know, uh, guy from you know. They think I'm from New York City. I just say New York, but yeah, you know, course. but you know, it's sitting there you playing with you know, uh, you, you know, dumplings and stuff. You know, just to see what, what was going on. It was really interesting, and it, the the food there was amazing. And it, you know, my, I feel always feel bad for my girlfriend. All these trips, and they're fantastic. <laughs> it's really about food. It's just a gluttonous. Absolutely. It just, uh, everywhere we, everywhere I travel, yeah. that is that is how I find the city. It's it's a, it's a it's a gluttonous journey of, of, of just gaining twenty pounds oh. in seven days. And uh, it's there's great. Just, and it's 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 and in the middle of lunch where I'm planning the he's like and tonight for dinner she's like oh my god he's like oh sorry oh, right, we'll just walk for four miles you should see the list I come up with. <laughs> we go to San Francisco she has family out there and I I spend days just researching places I gotta go here I gotta right. go here you can never end up going everywhere but when you do that work right and that that's something that I think some people don't bother to do with food they're like oh let's just go to a place right people don't do that with music right people don't and I, I say the same thing about comedy too. People should say, "Hey, I'm going to see, I'm going to see a classical musician. Right. I'm going to see this kind of food." Right. And I think you should take the time to understand who's doing what, why they're doing what. Yeah. That's why I find it interesting to talk to chefs and talk to yeah, talk I, to the owners and see what what's behind it. You know. It's, I mean that that's what it, I mean. It really is. I mean, it's it's experiencing all those things, and uh, I, I I'm still. Uh, I, I still love to travel, and I'm, I always got my head kind of in a book when I'm not traveling, and I'm always thinking about different things. But it's, you know, those different experiences they resonate in you, and you know, at the end, you know, I always say kind of like this this filter thing. But you know, it, it it might not even be the dish; it might just kind of spark an idea in your head of something to tweak with something not even related to what you're eating. But yep. it's those small little inspirations that you kind of pop along during the day, and sometimes it's eating or reading a book or. You know, walking the dog, but even but sometimes it's, it, it has nothing even related to what you were planning on conceiving, but just kind of it triggers something. Well, that's what that's so, when you can that's when you yeah. can take a pasta and turn it from something that's traditionally Italian, right? And you can make an Asian themed pasta. Exactly. You, you can make a you know a Thai themed pasta with fresh pasta, right? Or you know if you you go Japanese, you can make you know a Masaman style ramen or something right. with fresh pasta. Exactly. There's so many different directions you can take that while you're still embracing. The, yeah. Fresh pasta. You're embracing steak. You can exactly. embrace ingredients without sacrificing your experiences. It, and, you know, I always kind of think it's like it's. You know, I, I think that the staff here is getting a little. You know, I, I always kind of explain a lot of things <laughs> like that. It's like imagine like a like a like a Venetian dish put through like a Korean's eyes. Think about it that way. You know, <laughs> you know that's how I kind of describe one of the dishes we have in the menu with like you know it has the kimchi on it, but it's like this ba- very traditional Venetian like squidding tomato sauce, which is right. very. Something traditional I remember cooking when I was in Venice. I was like, but that's kind of like... And at the same time, when, you know, Italians and Asians are doing the same thing, you know they're probably on the right track. When, when the two cultures are kind of like Absolutely. on the same... They're on the same road there. You're probably something you want to embrace. Yeah, so. I, thought, I thought that was a really interesting dish. Yeah. Just because it really... It hit a lot of different things. Yeah, it was different. Yeah, and, and I thought... You know, I just... I, I thought, thought it was, was just kind of fun. Yeah, there, too. But there was a theme through the whole dish where right. really everything hit sea flavors. Mm-hmm. And in I different ways, fresh and then briny and right. then right. And I didn't know how thought it, like to me it seemed like there was an idea that everything on the plate really fit in a theme. Right. Not the whole menu, but the, like that dish. Dish, right. It hit the sea. You know, the squid ink, you know, the kimchi tastes like it had a fish background, right. a fish sauce background. You know, the fish itself has right. a fish taste. The seaweed and the seaweed has, has, yeah. a, has a briny taste. Everything worked together to embrace a theme. Right. You know, 
maybe every element isn't a hundred percent perfect, but the theme and the whole taste was really good. Yeah, that's that was kind of the deal. I mean, it was, uh, and I think that's a lot of the dishes. I don't think uh, as a restaurant or as a concept for the food, there's going to be like a an overall theme. But maybe you know, on on, a, on the level of per dish, there's going to be like, oh, this is the this is the idea, or this is the the conceptual thought behind. Right. That in the direction, and, and each one will probably and hopefully be different and interesting. So yeah, and I thought it came across really nicely. No thanks. That you know it was really everything came together in one way, and that was one thing I really noted. I mean, again, especially for two weeks in. Yeah, almost, I mean, it, almost every dish we had right worked as a dish, and it worked in a theme in of what it was. Yeah, simply. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's it was a crazy two. I mean, it was still you know getting to know the guys. You know, it's a new staff back there. I'm I'm not even you know. I didn't know where salt was, you know, day, you know, day, day five. You know, I'm just like, I'm looking around for, like, you know, pepper. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then, you know, for me it was, you know, it was a lot of change. But I can only imagine what the, the, those guys were just learning, you know, sometimes, you know, four new menu items a night. Right. And then specials on top of that. I, You know, it, it's a lot easier for me because I'm, you know, conceiving and I, it's, it's kind of coming organically from me. Right. But, from them, it must have been just like being on Mars, and it's just, you know, it's like you well, know, absolutely, and especially when so, it's so many diverse different things. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it might be a little bit out of their comfort zone from what they cooked before. So, uh, yeah. you know, I, I, I do credit them a lot. I mean, um, you know, obviously it was it was a huge learning curve, and they're still learning, and I'm still learning. But you know, it's obviously, like I said, it was like that was two weeks. It was like you know, you know, you know, obviously it's it's only going to get tighter and better from here. For, That's I, great. I, I hope so. Yeah, obviously from here on out because. You know they're they're getting used to things. We're still tweaking things. You know it was that that that's kind of that, that's that kind of the whole deal. Typical, with that. it so, makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, nobody's gonna. They're not gonna with that kind of new information coming to somebody. There's no way to absorb that in that amount of time. But it was either do it. I mean, I, I when I walked in, I wanted to change the menu as quick as possible without being completely and utterly reckless. But I think, <laughs> uh, and I think I might have been slightly reckless. But uh, you know, but at the same time, it was. It was about kind of uh, the change had to happen as immediate as possible. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and, and that might have been a little bit, uh, uh, I'm sure it was very overwhelming for uh, the front of house staff, but definitely for the back house staff in the kitchen. I tell kitchen. you what, I tell you what, the front of house staff was really good. Yeah, they are. And they, they were well, really sharp. That was one of the things that, like, I totally uh, was excited about coming here is, like, you know, at the end of the day, I, you know, I know Janine and I, I know a lot of the guys in the front of house, and they are just exceptional and they're i knew really, they're really excited they yeah. were amazingly friendly and they really they portrayed the menu really well right especially the i mean it was it was diverse it was different and they 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 gave that to us very nicely right. and especially two weeks in yeah i mean really, it, it was really impressive yeah i hope so i mean you know and you know i hope they were excited too i was excited and hopefully that that carried over to them um and I, I think that's the way it should kind of. I, I want them to be excited about it. I think that enthusiasm uh, transfers to the customers uh, tremendously uh, when, when you, you can honestly see that the server or, or, or you know, any of the staff is, is truly excited about this dish or excited about the, the the wine that they have on special that just came and they have one case of it and you got to give it a try. If you can see that, it's hard to fake that. Absolutely. You know, you can see that 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 true enthusiasm about. Right. A cocktail or anything like that. Right, real interest and, in food. Yeah, exactly. And that's not unless your customer is really just here to be like, you know, if, but if, you know, if they're just here just to eat and they're not really into that, and that's fine too. But if somebody like you or somebody's in here for a different experience and wants to try something, 
it's impossible not to connect to a person like that. Yeah, so, uh, and they're going to give it a shot. Right. And when you ask a question, they're going to ask him. Yeah. Try to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that's it's always a good sign. Yeah. So, I'm trying to think if I've done this before, going in after a review. How did you think the review was? I, I you know I, I'm always in, I'm, I'm always interested. I'm always hard on hardest on myself. Obviously, uh, you know, obviously the only the, the, the criticisms I always think are like you know the basic ones of you know uh, basic cooking you know things of, of and, and that was really at the end of the day I had to put on myself is just not being having the time to train the guys as quick as I I want to or you know sure. and that and I really think it had a lot to do with the complete flood of information and different things that were coming sure. out at the time. Like I said, now I feel, you know, in two weeks in, at that point would have been great. I mean, you know, it, it, I I was still very happy and very uh, pleased with what we were doing. Uh, I think it's even tighter now, and Good. it's growing, and you know, it's uh, it, it's evolving even from here on out. And I think it, you know, the menu is always going to kind of evolve. It's it, it's not going to be static. Um, it's one thing I can't. I just I guess I get bored with things too. But sure, uh, you know, obviously, you know, coming in and out of you know different seasons and stuff like that, but. You know that I guess that was my my only thought about it was like oh you know that was my only kind of perception of a, of, of disappointment for me I was like wow oh, that would have been cool if it was like you know it, I, we had a couple more weeks just yeah. to tighten it up it, it turned but, out, you know it turned out a bit awkward timing wise yeah you know what can you do I mean you know that, you know that was the one thing I, I talked to Janine when she when she first came in and she's like I, I was back there you know cooking and. Like you just can't control things like that. There's nothing you can no. do. I mean, like you know, it wasn't like we voted. It was. It no, was. It, was it, like... it, it turned out. Turned out awkward timing. You know, I knew there was something new. I didn't know how new it was. Right. Because I, I had heard from somebody that there was a transition. I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting. Right. I didn't know it was two weeks before. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, you know, and what, it, it, it kind of it just turned out that way. But I, what I was trying to convey was interesting food. Right. Good execution. Good concept. Yeah, no, and, and it's something to build on. I mean, like yeah. I said, I'm, I'm super, I, I'm super excited by the uh, by the menu and in the direction that I think we're taking. I, I think it's a a huge uh, change from what was here in the last year, mm-hmm. um, and I, I think that's going to be really, uh, really interesting to set us apart from what else is around and up and down, especially just even Monroe Avenue here. You know, there's a couple, of, couple of you know well-known restaurants up and down here, and they're fantastic, and uh, but I think that a lot of them have uh, the same clientele, and um, I want to kind of reach out and get some different faces in here, and hopefully keep those guys too. Obviously, right. I want, but you know, it's well, that's that's part of the deal. I mean, you know, we're right next to an expressway too. I was like, oh, you're in front. I'm like, well, you're yeah, right next to an expressway here. I mean, you know, really cars drive by all to. the time. I mean, like, yeah, I got here from almost Greece in 15 minutes. Yeah, I was like, you know, it's at not five really, o'clock. Yeah, it's not it's really, really that hard. So you know, yeah. so. Well, that, that, that's one of the things I, I did note and that I really liked was that it felt like, you know, people kind of forgot about this place a little bit. Right. Especially, I think my parents even did. I was like, they're like, well, where's that? I was well, like, well, especially, especially in the, especially the trendy and like everybody right. only goes to new stuff. That's where I end up a lot of times. I go right. to new places all the time. Right. I don't repeat a lot of places except for like my, my friends. Right. Like it's, it's hard for me sometimes to go somewhere where I'm like, oh, it's, it's just this, right? Like, oh, this is this is interesting. This right. is this is popping, and like, it kind of got lost with the trendier openings. Yeah, and then there's been a lot. I mean, I think that was another thing we, we kind of wanted to do too. There's a lot of restaurants opening right now too. Absolutely. Um, and and you know, I I haven't been to a bunch of them, but you know, a, a, a lot of things like that are, are opening. And um, 
and, and hopefully they're great. I hope you know. I, I wish the best for yeah, them. Well, but you know, it's the thing. But you know, it's, it's a really tough, good. Some yeah, are not. It's it's a tough it's a tough business, and uh, you know, it's it's not about just having a really cool bar and the food's kind of eh, or like uh, you know you want you you know places like that last not very long usually a year or two and right. they they pop and then people kind of just go to the next cool bar but the food wasn't really very good and the service kind of sucked so right never mind um so that i think that was one of the forethoughts at least in my mind is you know there's a lot of things opening up right now but you know let's take this into a little bit of a different direction and um kind of separate ourselves apart from what what's around here but also you know, establishing ourselves as something obviously that people should take a second look at, it, as you did, mm-hmm. uh, and, and pop in and, and, and take a look and, uh, and, and you know see that there's interesting things going on with the wine list and going on uh, with the cocktails and the, and the service staff is great and I think the food's pretty cool too and uh, uh, yeah so that was that that's kind of the, the the forethought with that. Good, I mean, I'm glad my impressions. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad I was picking up on what you were trying for. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of yeah. That's always my goal when I'm when I'm doing these things is to try to pick up on what the restaurant's going for, right? And not do it at a surface level because it's. I'm an engineer by trade. I'm an engineer in my head. Right. I write details. I write about details. I don't. In the end, the environment doesn't matter as much to me. For me, it's. Is the food good? Is it well thought out? Did you do things right? Right. That's how I write things. Yeah, and you know, it, and that's it's not about having the cool and like Janine has built a, a, a beautiful place. Absolutely, and, but it's, a, it's, but a it's very not about being nice and super, you know, funky and like you know weird lighting and like you know. Yeah, it should be comfortable. It should be cozy, and but it should not be like you know a place uh, that is like oh you know if you know you just go there once or twice a year it's for like a special occasion and it's no, no I kind of want you know I think it should be you know it's a it's a Tuesday let's go to the bar and hang out and have a cool drink and talk to the bartender and have you know some white fish on some olive bread and like right. uh, and just uh, you know something really easy it can be right. that too so it shouldn't have to have this expectation in uh, at least in the customer's mind of of uh, an extravagant thing they no, can do that sure. but you know it should be also you know, Plenty of good ways to get good yeah. food at a good price. Right. And I think that's where it's a great way to explore a place is through their smaller place. Exactly. To get all the different flavors. I never eat and, in a restaurant. I'm always right. at the bar. I'm Absolutely. always at a bar and just eating a couple I, of little things. When I Absolutely. go to a big city, I never get a reservation. Oh, yeah. I go it open and I yeah. sit at the bar. Yeah. I've ate at some of the best restaurants in the country because I showed up at 4.30 and I sat at the bar and I got amazing service and I got amazing food. I, I, I love it. I mean, especially every time that we're traveling, I'm traveling even, you know, when we're in even New York, it's, it pops up all, all the time because we're of there course. a bunch of times a year. But I love sitting at the bar. I think people, I, like, oh, you sit at the bar. I'm like, I love sitting at the bar. It's the best. No, it's the, absolutely. You, out, you talk to the bartender. You can There's really, always somebody there. there. You look around. You can yeah. eat a bunch of cool stuff. It's free. There's a bunch of booze behind there. You can't, you can't, <laughs> can't, can't hate that. And and you almost, know. almost every nice place will serve you the entire menu at the bar, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so. it, it's, it's hands-on, great service yeah. at places that care. Right. Places that aren't good, you get terrible service right. at the bar. The bartender is, is I mean... I mean, the the one thing that uh, shows is a, a quality of a really good restaurant is that the bartender can explain the food as well as a trained server and is excited about that food. Absolutely, and it's just not like, well, I make cocktails in the food. Oh, yeah, I got a I got a sheet here. I guess I can read you. <laughs> I'll read you the ma- I'll, or like uh, you can read right. this. Uh, you know, I don't know. So uh, you know, if they're, if they're if they're truly enthusiastic about the restaurant and the concept and the food and not just you know the, you know. 
the wine and the, and the booze. That, that's, I'm into that, too. And, of uh, course. And they're also a wealth of knowledge of where should I go next? Uh, because if I'm from out of town, I want to talk, because I'm sure he's got friends in the industry. I'm like, hey, there's a place right around the corner. Well, he'd better. Yeah, I know. Because that's, right around the corner. Go there right after this. I will go there, sir. Right. Thank you so much. We're, so. we're a small town. Yeah. We're a small town, and the people trying to do cool things should support each other. I think there, there's a good, I think there's a good ground base with that. I think there's a, I think there definitely is some support with that. I mean, uh, a I mean, lot of my friends are in the industry and they right. they cook and they're bartenders and there's a good give and take, uh, you know, uh, and even some of the cool events, you know, like the, the real, the real, uh, cocktail, the real beer yeah. week, the, the, uh, cocktail, we had the, the cocktail, we had the cocktail revival over at good luck earlier in the year. And that was just, that was a killer time. Uh, yeah. we, they had like that, that bartender's ball, which was just right on the edge of getting too crazy, but it was, <laughs> but it was awesome. And it, right, was, it was such a, it was but such it's a good cool. Vibe. I mean, these, these places are all providing for an image, right? You know, if you're making great cocktails, people should tell, you know, somebody at the revelry should tell somebody about coming here right. and gets uh, getting a real good drink. Exactly. And the same thing with coffee. There was one place making good coffee. Now there's three. Yeah. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I'm right. a coffee nerd right. <laughs> now. But, you know, there's three places making good coffee. They support each other. They send people to the other places. Right. Say, you should try their stuff. Right. It's not too small of a market to support no. three different things. No. And everybody should be for that greater good of enlightening the, enlightening the people Again, in a approachable way, say, "Hey, right. you should explore Moroccan flavors. Right. You should explore Korean flavors, right. without necessarily having to go to Sodam Korean right. or go to which know, is a Solos, killer place." But I, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, that's always one of my last questions, and I, I always find it interesting to see where the chefs go to eat. Oh God, yeah. I mean, uh, the, I mean, Rochester's you, a cool place. There's a lot of interesting food. You, you mentioned a great one right there. I mean, Sodam is is one of my. Fa- I mean. Yeah, you got to bring your own booze with you, but hey, I don't have a problem with that. I love, you know, I'll bring a bottle Save of sparkling. A few bucks and, too. Yeah, I'll bring my own <laughs> bottle of sparkling and then hang out and eat some killer Korean food. Exactly. Those guys are super cool. I mean, I, 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 I love that. I go there for lunch sometimes. Uh, but even there, you know, you go even to the Asian markets. I mean, like you know, the Asian market right on on uh, on Brighton Henry Tunneling yeah, Road. It's, it's they, huge. They have. They have food that they're cooking. I got some for the staff, but they, you know they have a whole roasted pork and you know r- you know roasted Vietnamese ducks just sitting oh, there hanging it. out. It's amazing. It's an amazing. It's an amazing place to even go. Just if you're just gawking and, and walking, they right. have the fish swimming in, just in the revamp, place. It's and crazy. Just last year, it's yeah. It's it's actually a really nice Asian yeah. market and the biggest one in Rochester. Yeah, it's it's amazing in there. I mean, the stuff that they're doing, they have some really cool, interesting stuff. Uh, they are exploring, you know. Asian pastries and some really cool funky meats, but they have a which huge is so hard to find here. Exactly, I, mean, I, I love going to big cities and hitting a hitting a Chinese bakery and you know getting you know an egg tart, getting you know the little dumplings for. I can eat more than I should eat for right. five dollars right at any of those places. And I don't think there's a, a perception, at least in. I mean, I, I I don't know if there is, but I, I I'm assuming that the perception of people don't even really realize that there is an Asian pastry culture or oh, sausage culture and all oh. this stuff. So, which is totally awesome from Peking and from and, and, and from Sashwan, which are they just make these killer little well, funky sausages and, and you know that's something that when you say Sashwan, I'm like oh. It's so sad we don't have regional Chinese cuisine. No, here, but really. you know, but we had the Chen Garden down the street, and there's nothing wrong with that because those guys are cool too. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> right, it, it, it hits a very specific market, exactly. And they, they do some nice things too, absolutely. But I, I'm, I'm, I would love if, to if see more. If you ever get more. a chance, go down the street to Dachau. It's one place I haven't been yet. I really you have, have to, to go, go there. there. Go there. The, okay. The, the owner uh, knew she is cool. It's right next to Woody's, and uh, they they have I know uh, exactly where it they is, have. Right? They they have roasted uh, Vietnamese duck and uh, whole roasted pig, and you can awesome. actually crispy, crunchy skin and oh, totally falling apart. 
they actually do this thing there. If you could get it, if you have, give them a couple weeks' notice, and we're having a party here for the staff in a few weeks, and I'm going to get one, but it's like they have a whole like 100 pound or 80 pound pig that they could just head on the whole thing and just that's awesome crunching in the skin oh. and it's falling apart it it's is so amazing good. it's that's amazing. what i kill for when i go to the puerto yeah. rican and dominican places yeah. is when they do the whole roast oh god pork butt or pork shoulder you get the crunchy skin and, oh yeah i mean that's what when, when i go to you know El Taino on Lyle Ave, or I go oh, yeah. to El Latino. El Latino is one of my favorite on on on. Chihuahua. Oh yeah, that place is killer. I, I I'm mean, a big fan. Nobody else is making whole meat chicharrones yeah. here in Rochester. It's, yeah, that's completely unique. And you know, you go to all these places, and you're like, oh, this is amazing food, and I can get more than I can eat for five dollars. Oh my god! Well, you know. We're the, shooting the, for the, the, the overhead's <laughs> a little low at those places, but I'll tell you, you it know, is, you get, but I, I, lo- I love that because it's like you know, you, you walk out fourteen dollars later with like you know a bunch of styrofoam, you know, feed the family. Oh my god, it's like you know, it's you know, it's oxtail and like oh. empanadas, and it's just totally killer. That's what I had the other day, I just I love that place. I, I think Mondays. Mondays, I think, is Oxtail Day over at El, El Latino. I might That's have to go so over there good. later on. So, you know. But, you know, it, it's those are... I love hearing that because it's like, for me... That's Rochester too. Oh yeah, I, I love places like this. I love the fancier food. I love when you can take the time to detail it all out. But then there's places like that where. That's just that's their life. Yeah, that is their culture. That is their food, and they're serving their people. And you can see it when you go into the place. You can oh, see the, you can their see families th- there. Their cousins are there. Absolutely. They're all you know a bunch of Dominican guys. Just you know, you're walking into something. Something Absolutely. cool is about to happen here. Right, so. and you know this. This is their food. This is what they live for. Right. I'm like, you have to go there. I mean, people should be going there often, and maybe at certain times of the day. Right. Maybe certain days of the week. Right. But lunch. You should go for lunch. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's a really cool place. And they're really nice people. Yeah. They, they love the food. And they, oh yeah. They love people coming in that are different. Because I come in and I, I say I love oxtail and they, they give me the they think it's funny this. they think yeah. it's funny that when yeah. I'm there like they're like seriously I'm like right. no this guy right, right here what do you the, got right I ordered the pork the the hog maw once yeah. and they're like do you know what it's yeah I know what it is it's <laughs> delicious yeah but it's that's one of the reasons I do what I'm doing is because I want to tell people about cool things right whether it's a vino doing cool things yeah whether it's those places doing cool things they they deserve to get that highway absolutely the places trying to do interesting things deserve to get appreciation from a technical level because you can look at that food and say this is technically perfect but not fancy right and then you can look at some of the stuff you're doing here technically perfect fancy but approachable yeah hopefully and and there's hopefully some soul behind it too there's something like like those places that you mentioned like you know el latino and like soda you can tell like that is they love that food. You're right. absolutely right, and, and hopefully that. I, I don't think there's a way to really fake that uh, at the end of the day. You know, it's not. It's just not mechanical. It's, I there's agree. some. There's somebody love that. Right. You know, so and there, you can taste it in right. there. You can taste the. You can taste that feel. It's it's kind of another cliche, right? You know, but when it's, I mean, just to call back to what we were talking about before, when it's merguez and Moroccan, and it doesn't taste like it's Americanized translated, right? Because it's easy to taste that. Right. It's easy to taste. It tastes like Italian sausage. You know what they did to make this approachable. It's different. Right. And it's it's awful. And I hate it. Right. (laughs) And that's the the one. If nothing else, that that came across really nice. That everything was everything was real that we were served, and we all felt really good about that. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. um, I guess I guess the last thing is what's coming up for you. What's what's interesting? What do you? Is there anything? 
Uh, you know, any now, ingredient you're excited about? Any thing uh, coming up you're really? I, I, I'm definitely, for? I'm definitely in, interested in uh, switching up in the next couple of weeks. Um, uh, yeah, it's definitely going to the fall. I, I definitely, you know, just even thinking about, you know, that roasted Vietnamese duck. Like oh. that's a, that sounds cool. Like I love the method of that. I always like. Right. That. They kind of like they what they do is they basically they dunk it in, in like boiling water for like thirty seconds. Yep. It has like cornstarch and sugar, and then they hang it and dry it. And I love that methodology of, of how they do that, and then they fry it, and it's super crispy. But it doesn't have to be the five spice kind of. If the method is awesome, but if we just we change our perception and we just maybe move that flavor profile to something different, and and I don't even know what that is yet, but maybe just doing something like that right, would be that, would be really cool. You know what? So. That makes a lot of sense, and that's I love that inventiveness, right? And, Inspired from something that's great already, right? And you can change. And just kind of move it. The method is amazing. Now let's just change it a little bit to fit what we want that, to do. I so. think that's a great way of saying what this is and what it can right. be in the future. Right. So um, I think that's a good way to stop. Thanks. Thanks. So, Thank you um, so much for coming in. I really appreciate your time. This was uh, really pleasant. Yeah. And, um, I definitely think people should come try it out. It's a different place, and some place that's um, you don't have to go to Pittsburgh to get fancy, and you don't have to go to the city to get interesting yes. so we're uh, right in between hit up right hit up brighton and um, keep moving uh, see what's going on here so all right thanks, thanks so a lot Tim. appreciate hey, thanks. it thanks anytime thanks for listening to this episode of the food about town podcast and our interview with tim cachette from avino um if you enjoy the podcast please subscribe on itunes or you can also subscribe using our rss feed you can find that on the website under this post and Thanks for listening.